When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. He is with Sinead O'Connor this morning. Yeah, this is really sad. Again. This is sad. This is sad commentary on uh, the record business in Hollywood. Sinead O'Connor left instructions for her children if she were to die suddenly. And it, it, it is. It's just really sad. In a 2021 interview, she said, I've always instructed my children since they were very small. If your mother drops dead tomorrow before you call 911, call my accountant and make sure the record companies don't start releasing my records and not telling you where the money is. Don't need to tell me twice. She said, when the artists are dead, they're much more valuable than when they're alive. Tupac has released way more albums since he died than he ever did alive. So it's kind of gross. wrong about any of what that. What records company do. She's Especially spot on. like Elvis and all. I mean, they find all that Michael Jackson, all that stuff oh, in the vault. You bet. She said, and even though she didn't really like Prince, she said it made her angry to see people, quote, raping his vault. She is survived by three. I did not realize she had four children. Oh, yeah. But yeah, she's got three you that are. she just had the one son? Yeah. See, she's got three other kids. So a 36-year-old son, a 27-year-old daughter, and a 16-year-old son. She had a son named Shane who took his own life last year when he was just 17. So police, I guess, are still investigating the cause of death, but they're not treating it as suspicious. The time of her death, she was finishing up a new album, plotting a tour, working on a possible biopic. Wow. So yeah. there was a lot going on there. Hmm. Ugh. Well, in other e-news this morning, we were sad to learn of the death of one of the founding members of the Eagles who passed away yesterday. Randy Meisner was the original bass player and sang one of their biggest hits, Take It to the Limit. He was 77 years old. All I want to see is five guys happy playing together, you know, and that's what makes the music. Randy never knew how great he was. He wasn't alpha. Confrontations were really hard for him. We were backstage and the crowd was going wild. And our encore number was taken to the limit. People loved that song. They went crazy when Randy hit those high notes. But Randy didn't want to do the song that night. He'd been up partying all night. And Glenn kept trying to talk him into it. He said, man, the, the people want to hear that song. you got to do it. And Randy kept saying no. And the audience, who'd been waiting years to see us do those songs, we just got fed up with that and just said, okay, don't sing it. Why don't you just quit? You say you're unhappy, quit. That's a clip from the Eagles documentary that 
I keep telling you guys that it's so good. Like it's really, they're it's they're good. that candid throughout the whole thing. They wow. spill all of it. That's and awesome. Fascinating. But here's the encore song they're talking about. It's a great song. You've heard it before. Hey. This is a recording of him singing it live at the L.A. Forum with the Eagles in October of 1976. It's his biggest song. In terms of him co-writing it and singing lead on it. This live version is from Hotel California, 40th Anniversary Expanded Edition. And this would have been the best lineup of the band. Randy on bass, Don Henley on drums, Glenn Fry on guitar and keyboards, and then Joe Walsh and Don Felder sharing lead guitar duties. But what ended up happening is Randy quit the following year due to those long, simmering internal issues the guys were talking about. And this song went to number four in March of 1976. Randy Meister, gone at the age of 77. Died of COPD. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right, we got to take a quick break here. Coming up, the possibility that Tina Fey may be taking over SNL. This sounds exciting. And Kris Jenner regretting a decision she made when she was 19 years old. We'll have that straight ahead. Next, Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Growing up in the South, we loved two things, and that was church and chilies. Everybody in the South goes to church. There's one on every corner. But the reward for going to church is that then you get to go to Chili's. And Chili's in my hometown was the fanciest restaurant. It was so fancy, I referred to it as Chili's. Now, I grew up Methodist, which is considered Christian light. Yeah, just a little dabble do it. Just a little bit of Jesus, that's all you need. And all that we cared about was that the preacher was done with the sermon by noon so that we could beat the Baptist to the Chili's. It'd be 11.55, and if the preacher was still yammering on, you could hear the choir slowly start singing, Baby back ribs, how sweet. 
the sauce. That's <sighs> uh, Fortune Feimster from the Sweet and Salty special on Netflix, which I think is still there. At 643. Weather-wise, hot sunshine, some scattered storms to contend with today. And the extreme heat warning kicking in at noon today. Heat index around 100, right now 74 at Q102. So Kylie Jenner is finally admitting that she got her boobs done. And she did it when she was 19. Hmm. The latest episode on the Kardashians, she admitted that is shortly before she had her daughter Stormy. And... She regrets it at this point. She says, I just wish I never got them done to begin with. I would recommend anyone who's thinking about it to wait until after children. She also said she'll be heartbroken if Stormy wants to get plastic surgery when she's 19. I would recommend waiting till you're in your mid-20s before you start messing with anything. Because you don't really know. You know? Before or after children, regardless. Regardless yeah. on Mid-20s, that. you think? Yeah, I think mid-20s. I was a dumbass till I was like 28. Yeah. I mean, I still am, but... I mean, it's a mate, it's a big decision. Yeah, but body growth, deal. too. Yeah. I mean, when sometimes when you get in college, like, you put on a little bit of weight, like the freshman yeah. 15, I feel like that happens to a lot of people, but the only... The 15 pounds is everywhere. So your boobs kind of get bigger, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, they I could mean, be still growing at that point. You just don't know. A lot of people know. haven't had children yet in their mid-20s, though. Correct. So, you know, they have it done in their mid-20s, and then they have kids, and then... Well, you know the boob thing. You're gonna you? you're gonna have to get them redone anyway. Yeah, I mean it's not a you don't get them done once and then you're one and set done. for life. No, you know. Also, so like, you don't see the point in waiting until children. Well, you want. I see. I had mine. I had mine done at 26, and I had a lot of fun with them. Oh, I mean they were fun. Oh, I see. That was so fun. That's your point: is get them done early enough so that you can enjoy them. Enjoy them. Use them to your advantage. I understand. <laughs> but her other point is, is that they don't stay that way gotcha. for forever. With me? No, they don't. Right. Because so you have to, especially if you gain like a bunch of weight. Yeah. Or like some pregnant. point you'll have to have like a lift, or you'll have to have them. You have to get them replaced. Yes, you'll have you to have them the, replaced. The, imp- the implants don't last no, a lifetime. Once you start, you're going to have to just keep on maintaining There's gonna be, every five it, it to ten. Yeah. Years. Oh, 10, probably 10. Every 10. I went way longer than that. That's what I, I was going to say, isn't it? Like the had, average is like 10 to 12 years yeah, for implants. Yeah, I went way longer than that. And I should have, I had one that was leaking a little bit. I think it's caused some issues. But um, yeah, so I should have had it out before. But now I got them totally out, got them lifted. What is more good. painful? Implants, a lift, or a reduction? Who What's more painful first? and what is the <laughs> longest recovery out of the three? Um, I, well, I didn't, let's see. God, I've had, I've had them all. Um, well, I didn't have a reduction. I would think the reduction would be painful. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't know. I had a reduction lift, so I didn't have implants. I had a reduction lift. And I think the reduction sometimes is challenging because you have to have the drainage tubes. Yeah. And, and then you kind of have to let. Like your whole, because sometimes with implants, you have like sizers, right? To kind of expand your skin. But with like a reduction lift, like they cut a lot. Like you have like these little anchor scars and there's a lot of cutting. You seem, you were down for a bit, right? Like So I took off work, I think for like a week, maybe or a little over a week. But I was still, I mean, you recover for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't really lift. You can't really go like this. You can't put your hands above your head. Like I remember... 
opening the studio doors almost with like T Rex <laughs> arms, right? Because they're heavier than normal you arms. Had to move your whole body into it because you couldn't. And even wearing a seatbelt was, was challenging. It was wow. tricky. You have it was to, very like, tricky. Put it under your stomach, it's very. Yeah. I mean, I I remember coming back from getting my implants to work, and I came back too early because I couldn't even lift my arm to put carts in the car. Yeah, you deck. can't. Mm. You can't like, lift your then, arms. Uh, Probably but, higher than your chin, would you say? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I what what's hard about implants is it depends on if you get them over the muscle or under the muscle mm-hmm. because if they cut the muscle and they put it under the muscle, that's that going to hurt a little bit more. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a the little cutting tougher. the muscle is what hurts. So much information hard. this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're here with all the questions. Jen and I both Tim's went like, to... What are we doing? We both went to the plastic surgery group. And I mean, I used to do seminars with them all the time talking about... And I I was like, anything you want to know, let's chat. Yeah. Like sensitivity and feeling and all of that stuff. All of that. Because, people, because yeah. you know, when you get a lift, they remove your nipples. Yeah. They take your nipples off and they cut all that the they skin. Do, do and the then nerves they... ever reattach after that? Oh, or yeah. Is it... oh yeah, oh they do. But it's surprising. The one thing that I will say is most surprising is how small your areolas become. This is probably heavy for six fifty, but like sometimes people have, have pretty bigger nipples. ones, <laughs> and then when you get them back, they're sometimes like a quarter size or pepperoni or. Huh. Yeah. Like and if I when I show them to other people, they're often like, "Wow, those are little like compared to themselves." Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's not the case for everybody. Yeah, it's different for everybody. It's different for everyone. I mean, everybody's going to have a different experience. And there's no such thing as one and done with the boob with implants. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, in other e news this morning, uh, yeah, studios are quietly hiring AI specialists during the strike. I of was watching. They are. I was watching Sam Rubin talk about this on KTLA. This is. Uh, Kind of a, a morning news show in Southern California. They're based out of L.A. Uh, they're located right there on Sunset Boulevard, but across from the Netflix headquarters. So if there's like any kind of protest in front of the Netflix headquarters, yeah. they, they see it immediately because it's right there. And they've been covering the writer strike mm-hmm. or I guess uh, actors and writers now. Yeah. And AI is a huge concern for them. But while they're demanding protections from artificial intelligence, that's one of the huge sticking points, the studios are secretly ramping up their AI capabilities by looking to hire AI specialists. Of course. For instance, Mm. Disney is hiring at least half a dozen AI jobs right now offering six-figure salaries. Netflix recently posted an ad for an AI product manager position that pays up to $900,000 a year. Wow. Where did we get into the wrong business? Amazon and Apple have dozens of jobs open. And Sony is looking for a so-called ethics engineer for its Sony AI America division. The kicker is that many companies offering high-paying AI jobs have been cutting employees in other divisions. Of course they have. Ugh. So this strike may be going on for quite a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. We heard, though, Tim and I were talking to someone that's in the industry when we were at the Barbie premiere, and she was anticipating it maybe ending sometime this week or next. I hope so. Because I mean, she was like, you know what? These people can't go on. I mean, it's not just actors. It's like and the streaming companies. I feel like could 
theoretically go on because they're still collecting subscription fees. Yeah, you know, they're that's not, true. They're not going hungry. Their income stream hasn't stopped. They're taking a hit, mm-hmm. but not like the employees. Yeah. Mm. Meanwhile, Saturday Night Live boss Lauren Michaels is 78 years old today, which means wow. it might not be too much longer before NBC needs to find a replacement for him. I think that would be a good idea. I appreciate that show, but I just feel like it misses the mark more often than it hits it. Lately? That's just my opinion. And that's not just been recently. I've saved for the last 15 years. <laughs> well, it's, I guess, tough to come up with relevant and funny content and fill 90 minutes every week. But maybe Tina Fey can swing it. She could end up being Lauren Michaels' replacement. In fact, sources say she's the leading contender. Wow. And possibly the only contender being seriously considered at the moment. Well, she played that she played that role on 30 Rock. Right. Sorta, you know, she was the boss of producer of a improv comedy show. Yep. Mm. And at least one so-called insider says the talks are already underway. Lauren has not announced any plans to retire, but in an interview a few years ago, he said the show's 50th anniversary would be a good time to bow out. And that 50th anniversary happens in the fall of 2024. That'll be season 50. Wow. That'd be cool. I think she'd do a great job of that. I do, too. Yeah, I think she'd be great, too. She's one of the funniest people on the planet. And she's in New York. I mean, that's where she's based so she could just, you know, pop on by. Let's just hope they don't hire Alec Baldwin as the head of the network. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Could you imagine? It would not turn out well. Yeah. Nice. So the Jonas Brothers, out of all of them, who's got the most money? Who you betting on? I would say Nick. I mean, he does the acting, the singing. Does it all, that Nick, doesn't he? Married to Priyanka. And you would be right. He is the richest with a net worth of $70 million. In addition to music, he's released successful solo albums. He's been in some movies and TV shows. He started fashion lines. He's even launched his own tequila. So... He is, um, yes, diversified. What about Frankie one. Jonas? Where's Frankie he on the list? Frankie Jonas, we don't know his net worth, but he's in fourth place. <laughs> Joe is in second with 50, solo career and a side band called DNCE. He does mm-hmm. some acting and hosting, too, and he poops his pants on stage. And then there's <laughs> Kevin, who's only worth $40 million. Poor Kevin. Poor Kevin. Well, he had that reality show with his wife for a while, right? Daniela, little bit, yeah. Little bit. I watched that show, believe it or not. Yep, he has a real estate company, okay, a social media firm, and other businesses too. Nice. So, I think he does but, house flipping too. He's Tim, di- he's diversified. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he does. He's, he's got a, a show or flipper. something. Yeah, that's probably his real estate company. I, would I think. did read an article though that Daniela has trouble fitting in with the other Jonas wives because of their extreme success. Because yeah. he's married to Priyanka, and the other one's married to Sophie Turner. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. So she's the only one that doesn't... Isn't famous. That doesn't have like the... What was her... What is her deal? What was she... She had something. I can't remember because it was a part of the show. If she was in like a girl group or something. I mean, because it was a part of their reality show that Uh she was trying to like leave this thing and become this other thing. Okay. But Hmm. yeah. I mean, she's like, you know, just a little down home girl. Then little old Frankie. Little old Frankie. And he's the baby Jonas? He's the baby Jonas, yes. I'm not sure how much younger he is than the rest, but he ain't making bank. You know who else isn't making bank right now? Well, Ooh. he's doing all right. Aaron Rodgers took a big pay cut to play for the Jets. Yeah. He uh, just signed his new contract, and he's making $30 million, $35 million less over wow. the next two seasons just to play for the Jets. 
He is making that. I mean, he's going to be fine. He's going to make $75 million fully guaranteed. He was he's this, only going to make $75 million. He's only going to make $75 How do you even live on that? How is he going to, like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was due to make 110 in his previous contract. How many wellness lifestyle adjustments. I know. How many wellness sure. retreats can he go on for $75 mil, Jen? He, I think... <laughs> I imagine that they let him come for free. I bet they do. <laughs> think they comp him? He gets free I ayahuasca he gets every time he has As much ayahuasca as he wants. I did see though. I was I showed this to Tim, but Sauce Gardner, who plays for the Jets, also went to UC. Um, he actually gifted Aaron Rodgers this gigantic diamond necklace from his jeweler with his number on it as kind of like a welcome to the team. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you know he hit gets hard up for cash, he could maybe pawn that or something. Mm-hmm. If that's just not enough, the seventy five mil. And fingers crossed that it was just a, a calf strain yesterday. For right. Joe, Joe Burrow at practice, man. That was scary. I was watching the video. I'm like, what just, what happened? He's just like running. something just popped, what? something cramped, <laughs> something. Well, in that extreme heat, you know, your muscles get really loose. Yeah. And that's, you can. Late in the day. Yeah. That was oh. the end of practice. Like, practice right. was scheduled to be over at four o'clock. And this happened, what, like right then? Yep. Like, did you have to take one more snap? Uh, did you have to? Must you? This is the best day ever. It is the best day ever. So is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. <laughs> so Greta Gerwig wrote and directed the Barbie movie, but she didn't get everything she wanted. <laughs> For instance, Greta really wanted a fart joke in the movie. Well, who doesn't love a good fart joke? They can be funny if done right. She even filmed one, but it didn't make the cut. Mm. She says, this is Greta Gerwig, the director, talking. She said, we had like a fart opera in the middle of the movie. And she said, I thought it was really funny, mm-hmm. but that was not the consensus. <laughs> but Greta Gerwig apparently is a big fan of flatulence because she tried to get fart jokes in her last two movies, which were Lady Bird, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. It's so well done. And Little Women. But Would a fart joke have played in either one of those? Both times they were <laughs> removed about two thirds through the edit. Ah, jeez. Sorry, guys. You bring up Barbie and Mattel actually has a ton of toy-based movies in the works. So here they all are. There's a Barney movie coming. Oh, boy. Polly Pocket, written and directed by Lena Dunham, starring Lily Collins, is happening. Which I think will be darling It'll because be Lily cute. Collins is just the cutest human. Hot Wheels, Ooh. Rock'em Sock'em Robots, American Girl, oh. Magic 8-Ball from the writer of Cocaine Bear. Oh, that could be fun. Masters of the Universe. Major Matt Mason. This is an old astronaut toy from the 60s, and Tom Hanks is starring in that one. Uno, Viewmaster, Matchbox, and Thomas and Friends. Wasn't the eight ball invented here, Tim? Yes, there's some sort of history to it here. So I wonder if Cincinnati will be the filming location for Magic 8-Ball. Wouldn't that be something? That would be amazing. <laughs> Just what we need. Yeah. And that is your latest e-news. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a Whitewater Express car wash prize pack. But first, let's check those roads. We've got Denise Johnson 
And she has your latest traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.